Carvel. Carvel! Akane Tendo Pigtailed Girl. Akane Tendo Pigtailed Girl. Akane Tendo Pig. And welcome to another episode of Fan Holes, Big in Japan. I'm Justin, and I'll be your host this evening. Joining me tonight is one of my fellow yokai. Why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself? Tanoshina, Tanoshina, uwa de utoro gegege no ge. What's up? It's Derek. And on this episode, we will be discussing the 2018 version of Gegege no Kitaro. This series premiered April the 1st, 2018, but it was not an April Fool's prank. It was the immediate replacement for Dragon Ball Super, taking over its time slot. This is the seventh incarnation of the series, or sixth, depending on what source you're looking at, which is confusing, but whatever. There are also two live-action film adaptations, and I was going to ask you about this, Derek, but you already said like you were not able to track those down, not, right? Not, yeah, I, I, I was unable to fulfill the... the uh, I, I had the desire. I wanted to at least watch one before we did this, but I haven't been able to do it. I think I might just get the, the Blu-ray, because there's, there's a Blu-ray on Amazon, so I might just get that. So, so I'm just going to go ahead and jump into this. So, Derek, would I be correct in saying that until I mentioned this series to you, you were not familiar with it, that, right? Yeah, that is absolutely correct. Okay. I th- I think for myself, like, in the early 2000s, I was on some anime forum, and I think the topic was, like, underrated anime or something like that, and someone listed this series. I think they were talking about the, like, the 80s series specifically, and I was like, I've never heard of this, and they posted, like, I think it was, like, a manga image of like Kitro and his father. And I looked at it and I was like, well, this is really weird. I'm interested. 
And I remember looking for subs and I couldn't find any. And then about mm, four or five years ago, I think I found some subs for the 60 and the, the 80 series on Naw. And I ended up watching like several episodes from those. Um, but like I said, this is the sixth or seventh incarnation of the series. It seems like every decade they want to, you know, introduce it to a new generation. And I've seen about 10 episodes of the 60 series and about maybe 15 of the 80 series. And I really like the 80 series in regards to this series. Like, I'm kind of curious, like, what, what did you think of the the animation and the art direction for this series? Like, I, I know you watched like a few episodes from like some of the previous series, right? Yeah, I, I, I did watch, I watched the first episode from the 60s black and white series. So I, I was just trying to get a vibe of it. It was the one where the, the kid picks up like the haunted baseball bat that makes the funny noise when they swing. And then it's like the yokai have a baseball game with the kids. And then the, the, oh, it's yeah, like yeah, the, yeah. The, the price or, you know, the, the, they're, they're basically whoever wins lives type thing or whatever, you know, and mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. And so like, I, I, I watched that and I found that interesting and I, I would like to watch more gege no kitaro whether it's you know the first or the sixth or seventh or, or however that works right and, and then in terms of to me it's like there's how okay this is like i i feel like the character design from the manga that seems to be fairly consistent at least in regards to like daddy eyeball and and kitaro through the the different versions of it it's like if Yu Yu Hakusho and Charlie Brown had a baby <laughs> and 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 they all got their hair done at the uh Liji Matsumoto hair salon or something. Like that's that's kinda what I feel like about I, I, I don't know, that that's that's my way of answering the question. Like that's that's what I feel like about the art style. I think I think the twenty eighteen series obviously is done for a modern it's like the the, the oh, action yeah. is fast paced like the the character mm-hmm. design like you know i i guess if if somebody's a traditionalist like if you want him to look kind of more charlie brown than yu yu hakusho you might be a little disappointed i'd imagine because this is this is more it, it, like it's got that modern flair to it than you know like i i would be willing to say i'm i'm trying to think of a good example but it's eluding me at the moment but like Sometimes I, I would say because it's a uh, an excellent pick for Halloween, by the way, you know, because this is kind of a fright fest thing that we're doing, right? So, so it, it's an excellent pick for that. But I, I think the the initial character designs, the characters are not glamorous and or beautiful, and I'd be willing to argue that that I, I, I you know, I'm just throwing it out there. It's not a criticism. It's not a judgment. But I'd be willing to say that as far as Watching that 66 episode and and looking at some still images of the manga compared to the way the characters are designed in the 2018 version, I, I'd say they're a little more glamorous, and that's that's all. Yes, like that was something I specifically had like in my notes. Like, uh, okay, take a uh, cat chick or or cat girl as I call her. Like, just I don't know. I've got like old subs in my heads, and she's always going to be cat girl to me. But like. Okay, Catgirl in the 60s series, she's this short, dumpy-looking chick with, like, a really bad haircut. And with each 
incarnation of the series, her look is changed slightly. And so now in the 2018 series, she's this tall, leggy, like very attractive, like young girl. And I'm just like, if you look at the old one and the new one, it's like night and day. Like most of the characters are tweaked a little bit, but in the terms of like cat girl, like she's changed the most. Like, I don't know if you ever saw like a picture of her from like the 60s series, but it's like, I, 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 I I understand what you're saying. Like, like I, I guess my, my analogy would include like Felicia from dark stalkers in that, like somehow they took, they, they took this (laughs) kind of, uh, you know, I, I don't know that I'd call her dumpy, but like, I, I know what you mean though. Right. Like that, that, that she, she was not again, you know, this is my polite way of putting it, but you know, the, the, the initial character design for cat chick, cat, cat Chan, cat girl, you know, whatever. Right. Like she was not, she was not super glamorous. She, she, you know, right. uh, you know, looked to be more of a contemporary with Kitaro and, mm-hmm. and, you know, even in scale to some ways, like the way you, you know, and, and, but in this, in the 2018 series, like she, she is very tall. She is very leggy, you know, and, and, and I, I think in some ways, I, I think maybe that was done because of, um, why can't I think of her name? Mamo, Mimo, Mamo, what's her name? The, the, the girl. Oh, uh, Mana. M- Mana, right? Mana-chan? Like, yeah. I, I, I mean, I don't know. See, that, this is something I don't have a lot of experience in, but, but it, Mana-chan is from just the 2018 series, or does she appear in other? Uh-huh. Okay, so, so my, my, I guess my instinct is right then, because I think, I think, it, it, see, the problem would be if you had a character like Mana-chan, and, and it was similar to, and, and, you know, Kat-chan had the same design, Right. Then, then it'd be like the Larry's would be like, we got too many blue people in this, in this, you know what I mean? Like you, you have too many of the same okay. type in the anime. So, mm-hmm. so what happens is, you know, cat chick or whatever, like she, she has to be slightly tweaked and modified so that when the three of them go to the beach together, it's three distinct and separate individuals. It's not, you know, Steve Rogers and, and Clint Barton and Hank Pym all go into the beach and, and they all wear the same red speedo and you're like, I don't know. I don't know who is who, right? Like you, you just don't know, right? And and so so that that I think would be my my suspicion on on you know some of the reasoning behind the the modification in design. And 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 I would imagine too, like there, there's you know, I mean, you know, there, there's probably other reasons too, right? That, that that to make her more glamorous, you know, to to have that, you know, appeal to, you know, whatever demographic is watching the, the, the show. Right. Cause it's like, you know, something for the, you know, I don't know. I, I I'm not gonna say fathers, but you know, something for somebody to look at. Right. Like, so, you know. <laughs> uh, so what did you think of that first episode of the 2018 series? Cause like, I, I liked all those stupid idiots getting turned into trees cause they were using their cell phones. Yeah. Yeah. That was, that was funny. I mean, I, I, I don't know what see what's funny is I I don't know what I expected when when I watched mm. this exactly like and then w- when I realized it was kind of a yokai thing I mean I I guess maybe going into my experience with it and like I said I mean it, it was an honest answer I had li- literally not heard of this anime before you mentioned it or manga and 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 what I remember is and this is all through you know, kind of osmosis or whatever, but you know, our, our buddy John Vanover from the action figure blues podcast, I remember him posting about, and I think buying like a daddy eyeball figure, 
So I think I kind of, in the back of my head, I knew who Daddy Eyeball was before I started watching this. And then when I watched this, I went, oh, I get it now. This is this is from that franchise. Like, that's that's mm. what this is. Like, And I, I just kind of saw Daddy Eyeball as like, oh, this is some odd you know, Japanese toy that, you know, has an eyeball or I, you know, I, I, I didn't associate it with a program and or storyline and or character, you know, it just kind of, I, for all I knew, it was like, you know, I don't know when, when Figma does the, you know, the David or something as an action figure or something to me, that's, that was about the register it had. I thought it was like some kind of, I don't know, uh, uh, crazy art style or whatever, you know, like, you know, so, but, but it, it, you know, and I guess it is, but, you know, it's related to a story or whatever. And then, and then the other thing I was going to key in on is like one of my favorite movies that I saw at the Egyptian theater when I was in LA is called the great yokai war. And, and it always cracked me up and I probably said this on the podcast a bunch of times, so forgive me, but I would go to these double features cause I, and, and usually the thing, the movie that attracted me to go to the double feature was the lesser of the double features, if that makes any sense. Like, like I went to see Gamera the Brave, and then the double feature was with the, the Great Yokai War. And the Great Yokai War is a fucking fantastic film, and introduced me to, uh, I think, the concept of Japanese yokai, like those those folk tales and and things like the you know you know there's just so much in that movie and and then and then when you would see other anime and everything and the concept of yokai would come up like like now I feel like I I can't even remember when I first saw them but the the first time I ever saw a uh, a cucumber monster or whatever right like the the kappa or whatever like oh, yeah, like yeah. that's that that's like the, the to me now it's like old hat like i'm like basically you, you know how like you know we talk about lori lamaris and and bat cow and all this other stuff like uh-huh. now i'm desensitized like most people would watch that and go explain what the fuck that is what what uh, what is that why does it have a bald spot on its head like why does it eat cucumbers what the fuck is it like that you know and now to me i'm like totally i'm like oh yeah yeah the kappa monster like what what what's the big deal like th- those those happen all the time like i can't even remember when i was first introduced to it but it's like now it's just it's just old hat to me like that like that's how deep i'm into that that myth at this point because i, I to me it's like it's just it, it, I, I mean i guess to me it's like dracula or frankenstein or the wolfman it's like oh yeah the, the you know the kappa monster like yeah that's fine i get it so since you brought up daddy eyeball i'm gonna take a minute here and mention some of the voice actors like you'll probably notice masako nozawa as the voice of kitro's Daddy Eyeball, as they call him. And she's, uh, of course, most famous for the voice of Goku and Gohan and Goten uh, from Dragon Ball. But she's also the voice of Kitro in the 68 and the 71 series. And then you'll probably also recognize Toshiro Furukawa as Ratman, and he was the voice of Piccolo in Dragon Ball. And then Mayumi Tanaka as Sandwich, and she's known for the voice of Krillin in Dragon Ball and Luffy in One Piece. So I thought, like, I, I recognized some of those voice actors, but some of them I had to look up because I'm like, oh, I'm pretty sure that's Luffy slash Krillin as a uh, as rat. And and I'm so like, I'm up. like, that's that's uh, you know, beach sand as in you know, the sand which not you know yeah. not the yummy sandwich that you eat between two slices <laughs> of bread, right? Like so. No, I you know what I was going to ask you was, and I'm I'm slowly absorbing the 
I guess the culture of this franchise, but it's like, I, 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 you know, obviously I'm not very perceptive because I'm just watching these episodes on Crunchyroll and kind of, you know, trying to entertain myself and everything. And there, there, I mean, yeah, there, there were a couple kind of, you know, done by the numbers episodes that I wasn't as into, but I'd say overall, like, this is a fucking fantastic show. Like, it's, it's really, really fun. I like it a lot. Like, there's, there, there's a level to it that has a lot of action and, and has a lot of cool, like, you know, fight sequences and moments like that. But then the, the fright fest aspect of it, the Halloween aspect of it, all the spooky stuff, they're in, you know, the graveyard forest or, you know, the gay, gay, gay forest or, you know, how, however you want to transcribe it or whatever. But like that aspect where you're dealing with all this yokai folklore and the monsters and everything, like to, to me, it's like, it's fantastic how it can go from, you, you can have an episode where, Kitaro's using his finger gun on these gigantic Nausicaa Miyazaki monsters, like the giant skeleton monster or like the, the giant, uh, whatever the fuck it is that comes out of the goddamn moon egg. Like, like there's all these cool moments where there are these huge ginormous monsters and it's this epic, you know, David and Goliath battle. And, and man, like, I, I almost feel like I got to retire the fucking Care Bear stare because, you know, the finger gun, like, like it's it's one of those things where I'm like, dude, man, why don't you just start with the fucking finger gun and get this <laughs> shit over with? Because it seems to fucking do massive fucking damage whenever he uses it. And then the other thing is I, I had this weird moment, and you, you've seen more of it than I have, so, I, I you know, I trust you, but and, and maybe we have to do this intensive watch through or whatever, but it's like one of those things where I'm like, this is... I was, I was watching this. It made me wish we had, I, I know we haven't done it yet, but we, you know, peek behind the curtain. At some point we, we had discussed possibly doing Yu Yu Hakusho on, on big in Japan, like discussing it and everything. And I think at some point, like, I think maybe me and Mike came up with like cheat sheets, you know, and, and like uh-huh. episodes and stuff. And, you know, maybe, you know, a quick way to, to get through the series, you know, a down and dirty way to discuss it on a show if we needed to. And we kind of picked either key episodes or our favorite episodes or, or whatever. Because it's a, you know, Yu Yu Hakusho's 109 episode or maybe 107 episode. It's it's over 100 episode series. And so so we had done that. And, and so I'm sitting there going, holy fuck. Like, this is, I mean, to me, like, I'm like, I know this is way, you know, Kitaro is way older than Yu Yu Hakusho. But I'm sitting there looking at it going, the finger gun. I'm like, that's the fucking spirit gun. Like, this is, this is the same fucking, you know, I'm like, I'm like, they stole my idea, you know, like, like, I'm like looking at it going like, this is the same fucking thing. Right. And, and then, and then it got me thinking, well, fuck, did he use the finger gun back in the sixties show? Like, like, did, did, I'm like, I'm like, did you Hakusho rip this off this whole time? And I didn't know, like, so that, that question hasn't been sufficiently answered for me. Cause I, I don't know what the answer is per se, but I, yeah. I looked into yeah. it because you asked me about it off air. Like, I, I don't remember him using it in like the 60s or the the 80s okay. series but i did find like a screen cap of him using it in like the 2000 series oh, maybe or okay. something i can't remember well still though but, like, that would that would still be post the spirit yeah. gun so so maybe maybe so I, aspects of yu yu Hakusho were popular enough to find their way into gigage no kitaro so yeah. So I don't know if I've just not watched enough episodes yeah, yeah. and maybe, you know, maybe I'll get to it or what, but like 
you know, I, I did have that thought because I, I mean, I've not seen very much Yu Yu Hakusho, but like when I saw him use that move, I was like, that's um, what's his name's like spirit gun yeah. or ray yeah. gun or whatever. Yeah, so it, it, it so. did make me wish we, you know, and it still makes me kind of think, oh, well, one day we we do need to, you know, do a follow up and 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 talk about Yu Yu Hakusho, or at least I, I'd be curious to see what your thoughts are at, at being that you were exposed to Kitaro first, as opposed to you know. I guess most of the Western world, right? Like the rest of us all watched the uh, Yu Yu Hakusho on uh, TV or whatever and, and that kind of thing. But I mean, I, I would say that gets away from, I mean, that becomes heavily focused on the action, the fighting, the tournaments. I mean, it's almost like, you know, Dragon Ball Z in the spirit world, you know, like where they're like, hey, Chavez, we're in the really real spirit world, man. And it's like, yeah, they're in the spirit world, you know, like in Young Guns or whatever. But it's like most of it is uh, eventually you, you become encompassed in getting your spirit energy and fighting and making swords and making, you know, like, you know, all this kind of, you know, th- all the big bads are like these, you know, Frieza cell level bad guys and things like that, where it comes down to, you know, essentially a strategic brawl between two characters. I mean, that's ultimately what goes down in that show. And I'm not saying there's not, you know, some cool brawls in this because there are, but I guess what I was going to point out is I think, I think one of the episodes that I, I keyed in on, that really emphasize the fright fest aspect of it is the the episode with the the guy who was the president and then he's drunk and and then they get on the the train that's going to hell and, oh and, the ghost yeah the train, ghost train yeah. right and it's like it's like that you know it's like oh to me you had the Luigi Masamoto thing of the guy with the the you know funny haircut you know it's like Kitaro's on the train and is the conductor, but he's also the kid that the president harasses. At the you know what I mean? Like so, so you have all this mm-hmm. kind of stuff, and it's like he gets his sort of comeuppance, and 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 it's like there's there's reveals within reveals where you find out the guy he's out drinking with is the guy who you know threw himself off the 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 building or whatever and and committed suicide, and that was a suicide that was in no small part you know caused by the harassment of this you know, this president, right? Like this company, you know, constantly harassing his employees and, you know, physically abusing them and accosting them and belittling them and all this other stuff. So by the end of it, you know, it's like this thing where it's like, dude, man, you've been like, part of me was like, is this going to be like an Ebenezer Scrooge thing where the guy realizes the error of his ways and he's really not a bad guy. He just wants his employees to do good. And at the end of it, he's like helping tiny Tim. Like that's kind of what I thought at the beginning of it. And then when they have, nope. and then and then when they have the reveal, they're like, no dude, you've been dead. Like, and, 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 and you, you actually like not, 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 did you just mistreat Bob Cratchit and there's a chance to change things? No, man, Bob Cratchit and tiny Tim and his whole fucking family were put in a bag and they were fucking drowned like cats. And that was the fucking end of it. And you're like, whoa, this is, you know, pretty heavy. And, and of course all those spirits want their revenge and they were waiting for him to come to the afterlife and, and him being a drunken idiot, like he, he as a ghost, he still didn't acknowledge he was even dead. And, you know, so that. That and and there's that that creep factor to the episode where it has nothing to do with an epic battle or a tournament fight or anything like that. And it's it's interesting because you you sort of forget like yes, they go to uh, you know the, these human beings go to uh, a little mailbox and they're like we need help with uh, 
a yokai haunting essentially and and kitaro you know comes comes down and tries to help with it and everything and there's that aspect where it's a yokai helping the human world and you know trying to balance the scales and everything but then there's this aspect where this person from the human world such a nasty customer like he also is facilitating the I guess the ghost culture, you know what I mean? Like the, the aspect of this guy is on the train to hell and we're here to make sure he gets there. You know, it's not, it's not about redeeming this guy. This guy is, is getting his comeuppance. And it's very much a, that episode to me is very much a, you know, it's a tales from the crypt type thing. You know, it's this guy did this Mm. horrible thing and, and, and he thinks he's going to get away with it. But in reality, it's like there's no escape, you know, and and, he, and he's basically on, uh, you know, on a one way ticket to hell. And what's interesting is seeing these, like I said, somewhat glamorously tweaked character designs of these characters. Like you, you like Cat Chan, like you like Kitaro, like I mean, even even some of the the shadier, sketchier guys, like you know, BBB Ratman, who's like the the quark of the crew, right? He's he's all about making a quick buck. He's he's always you know betraying them like fucking Starscream at every turn, you know, just to, to for his own self interest. But at, at, you know, in in certain cases, you know, they, they when push comes to shove, you know, like he'll ultimately like turn around and be like, oh, help save me, and and I'm on your side, and all this other stuff. But all those characters, like in that train episode, I mean, they're all part of the the process of of this guy, you know, basically being served his comeuppance. And and I found that interesting because it's like, oh, it's not all, you know, it, it's not all, um, you know, ghost busting, I guess, for lack of a better term. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not all about the the, you know, they're they're not always going to be the X-Men, you know, hunted and feared, but still fighting for humanity, no matter what, like, there's actually this, you know, this aspect of, oh, you know, this guy, like, uh, you know, uh, killed, like, 20 mutant babies, well, guess what, we're taking him to the, you know, the, the uh, gulag, and he's gonna get eaten by a pack of wolves, and then, you know, it's like Kitty Pride's there going, hey, what's up? Hey, you get to go to a pack of wolves, you know, and you're just like, well, you know, he kind of deserves it. But, you know, like, it, it's just funny seeing, like, characters that you sort of, uh, you know, the, the, you know, they're they're potentially heroic and, and you're following the characters. And, you know, you've got, you know, them hanging out with, like, you know, a Monachan or whatever. And, and it's kind of like this happy thing. But in, in this case, like, this is, uh, you know, something where it's 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 almost insidious in a way but but not you know i mean it's you know i mean it's it's to me i think when when i first started it since you didn't have the whole story you were kind of thinking you know oh maybe this guy can you know maybe this guy can turn his life around or maybe he can you know like there's a chance for him to to redeem himself like it's kind of like you know and 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 i I hate to bring up the movie at all but but it kind of reminds me of the whole vic morrow segment in in twilight zone where it's like you know he's he's the racist guy right and 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 i think in the original script you know before he was you know sadly killed right like like they were going to do a thing where he he you know he learns the error of his ways right and 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 there's there's an aspect of hope to it but because of how everything went down you know it basically ends with him on the train going off to you know the camps and everything and you're just like oh that's that's how it ends. Like he, you know, there's no escape. You, you don't, you don't get a ch- uh, second chance. You don't, you know, there's no, there's no opportunity for redemption, you know? And it's like in, in the same thing with this guy, the president, it's like, it's like by the time you realize 
what actually happened. Cause, cause, cause you think he's there with the guy and, and they're friends in a way, even though he's, he's kind of like toadying to the president, right? But, but you don't, you don't know he's the guy that jumped off the roof. You think it's some other guy, like, or whatever. I don't know. I was actually going to point out this episode specifically because, like, this is one of many elements that was introduced in the 60s series, and it keeps getting, like, retold, like, with each uh, incarnation of the series. Like, the 60s version, I guess because it's in black and white, I, I it's a little bit creepier, I guess. I don't know. I mean, this this is a really good update of that idea. Like, I think this is, you know, the the animation really... Is really good for this episode, but like the the sixties version, I guess because it's in black and white and the animation is crude, like it has like a creepier atmosphere. But there are many like characters and elements that get introduced multiple times, like uh, Tantan Bo and the Yokai Castle. Like that was the basis for episode one of the eighty five series, and then you get to see him. I don't know episode three or four in this series, but like the, a lot of the Yokai, like you'll, I mean, if you've watched enough of it like i have you'll be like oh i remember this guy from like the 80s series or i remember this from the the 60s episode they seem to like you know reintroducing them and you know, maybe giving them a new uh spin or a new polish with an animation um but like what i'm kind of curious like what other episodes were you drawn to um i don't know if it was uh like uh, see i'm trying to like help myself like remember everything because because to be honest like i i i watched like i i think this is what i'm gonna say like while i'm looking for episodes but like you know how we have those discussions of can this be binged should this be binged type thing like mm-hmm. i feel like i when i watched one or two episodes a night when i was working out like that was ideal and and trying to watch too many episodes all at once they started blurring and i would lose the impact of them so like yeah for one like yes absolutely like ghost train was was one that that stood out to me um i'm trying to think of like like i i don't remember which episodes because because it's like the yokai beast is the one I, I think i was referring to where it's like the the tanuki army like does the moon and it comes down and then he does the finger gun on the 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 beast or whatever and then and then there, oh yeah the the two part yeah, yeah that i'm sure i'm not sure which episode it was but there, there was another one where it was the giant like skeleton monster like that was going after like mana and like at the end of it and he finger guns it and everything like that I thought was that uh, those are the things that stood out to me where I was like referring it to as epic battles and the the thing that cracks me up too is you, you know what I love is like I guess because that theme you know the theme song you know the gay 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 no gay is so old like like they reuse it you know in all these series uh-huh. but then what I love about it too is like it's his theme but like it's it's so malleable like because it's kind of like a goofy fun song right in the intro but then like it cracks me up because like i think it was in the one where he finger blasts the skeleton or maybe the the yokai beast but it's almost like the power rangers version of that theme when he finger guns (laughs) it down and it's supposed to be all fucking epic and stuff and then and then Mm -hmm. what cracked me up was then it was like i'm trying to remember what episode it was in but there there was there was another episode where the theme was like, I'm, I'm trying to remember what went through my brain, but it was like, 
melancholy, like, um, Christopher Nolan movie, like, I, I don't know what, but like, there, there was something where it was like super mega serious or whatever all of a sudden, you know, where it was like, you know, it's like, it's like they, when they, when they tweak those themes, it's like, like in, in say like Common Rider Drive, it's like, there's the drive theme and it's awesome, but then there's like the sad version of the drive theme or like there's the, the inspirational version of the drive theme. And it's like, I, I feel like they had like all those, those things going on in, you know, with, with those, uh, like the, the way the theme is kind of malleable or whatever and, and, and moves through and everything. I mean, I guess, I guess, cause I knew what a Kappa was like that. The Kappa episode stood out to me in terms of like, they were talking about how, you know, people, it's like they tried to delve into, it's funny how they tried to delve into like serious real world topics, like with mm-hmm. the, the auspices of all this fantastic stuff. Because I mean, you know, literally working yourself to death is probably a legitimate concern. I mean, they touch on it like where there, there was supposed to be the other monster that, that, or yokai that, that made people work like crazy. And it was like, apparently he hadn't, haunted anyone in like 10 years because we're all working ourselves to death now anyway. So there's no, there's no point for him to to haunt them or whatever. And so like, I thought that was, you know, something about that was an interesting social commentary. I mean, in the, in that two parter, the Tanuki thing, I thought the social commentary was interesting where you could see like they, they have a female president, but she's basically bullied into launching the missile. She's bullied into attacking the little moon egg or whatever it is. Like, and, and, and there's that weird aspect of who's going to take responsibility for this. And it's kind of like, well, you're the fucking president. You should fucking take responsibility <laughs> for all this shit. Like, why are you being pushed around and all this stuff? But, you know, I don't know. It, it, to me, it seemed like whoever wrote that obviously does not have a high opinion of, uh, the uh, the elected officials, or or at least the institution that that elects them, or, or or whoever's involved in that process, and I mean, I guess that's maybe that's maybe that's something that's true across you know nations, you know, like there's a dissatisfaction with the political process, period, like and no matter what side of the aisle you're on, you know, like I don't I don't know what what kind of parties there are in Japan, right? But like it just seemed like whoever wrote that had a had a strong kind of aversion, just, you know, all the people that were elected officials, it, it reminded me of when I was watching Shin Godzilla, like, there's a lot of bureaucracy, yeah, yeah, yeah. and, and, and mm-hmm. you know, it gets all the way to the top, and the people at the top are a bunch of fucking morons, you know what I mean? Like, so, like, that's, <laughs> you know, it's like the people that could actually solve the problem, you know, are, are not necessarily foot soldiers, but they're, they're, they're at a lower level of the hierarchy, and, and they're not as shackled by you know the the bureaucracy of everything the 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 process you know like they don't have to necessarily you know there, there's a lot less red tape you know that that has to be cut through or whatever and and so like i i th- those things i kind of keyed in on just because it seemed rare cuz mostly in this it's like you know crazy outlandish stuff you know like where where you know there's like i said there's these big kind of battles you've got you know kitaro's you know like all his techniques you know like it's like he's got his his you know porcupine hair technique where he launches all these spikes out of his hair and all that stuff he's got his like little remote controlled uh fucking flip-flops that kick the shit out of people (laughs) you know like there's all this kind of cool stuff i mean you know catch on like i said she she reminds me of of felicia you know like with the claws and the 
that she gets the teeth and everything like that and stuff. I I liked um. See, I guess I'm not really focusing on on super episodes. It's just it's just because I I sort of like I said that like eventually at some point they kind of they kind of merged all together for me. And that now I'm like looking at like titles and stuff, and I'm just kind of like fuck. I don't know that I remember like based on the title. It's like <laughs> it's like the last thing I watched was the one with the 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 poor little flame guy who who you know was. Uh, Oh, Batman yeah, yeah. makes you know do the amusement park thing or whatever, and then he mm-hmm. makes friends with the robot who's not a robot and all that stuff. I mean, there there were a lot of like I oh I guess like that like that reminds me. See, that was something I keyed in on. See, that was sad, but not as sad as as I think it was this one. I think it was the misfortune of the I can't say it. Suna Koskuri. The, the the thing with the cat. The cat that was with the old lady, oh, and then he was like, he yeah, was yeah. haunting her, and he didn't realize he was haunting her, and he was slowly killing her, and that's why she was like coughing to death and all this other stuff, and like, you know, but he 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 forgot he was a yokai or some shit, and really loved the old woman, and like that, you know, that's one of those like every once in a while, even though there's a lot of action, there's a lot of this and that, like every once in a while, there's one of these that gets you in the fucking feels. I mean, I know you were gonna bring up one in particular, so I don't want to spoil that one, but I I would say. Maybe it's a good transition into it, but there there are episodes that that you know you you have the feels for you know based on the content of them. And I think I think if anything you know gave me the feels, it was this you know that one with the you know it's like the the old lady and the cat and stuff and how he basically sacrifice. Yeah, you know, I mean you know he he can't stay with her, and then and then it kind of ends with him. You know he 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 leaps at the sun, and the sun just kind of like taps him with the the umbrella like ever so slightly and then he kind of you know keels over and is like i'm in pain i must run away you know and it's like it's all an act but you know that's the only way that he can remove himself from her life so he can't slowly kill her you know like and and save face as a as a yokai i guess or whatever so it was kind of sad just seeing him you know walk up because he like saves her from a fucking bear at first and all this other stuff so he's wounded and Anyway, it was it was fucking sad. So, but yeah, that 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 one stood out to me. The one with the one with the cat, Ghost Train. The probably like the I, I can't think of what the title is, but but the one with the what, what I'm calling like the Miyazaki skeleton monster. Like I, I thought that was pretty cool. Like I think that was the thing where I was like, dude, man, you got to bust out that that uh, finger gun early on, man, because that that's what that's what takes the motherfuckers out, you know. So there are two episodes I want to talk to you about specifically. Uh, the first one is episode 15, Zunbera Spirit Surgery. And I'll describe this episode a little bit for our listeners. Like, basically, this episode is about uh, a young girl who goes to school with Manachan. And she's um, ugly. Like, I don't know how else to say it, but like everyone else in the series, they're drawn, you know. Not everyone is attractive, but they're kind of idealized a little bit, you know, anime style. But she, she, this girl does not have the big, cute anime eyes. Like she has a very scrunched up face. She has very tiny eyes. She, she's, Everyone she's got cool. like she's got um almost uh, perfect blue face, man. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, everyone at school makes fun of her. They call her spooky, and she's kind of like she likes this actor, and. She goes to like see this guy, and there's all these girls like you know running up to him and everything. And then one of the girls knocks her down. And anyway, 
she's tired of feeling like this. So she goes to a yokai and gets a new face. But what we find out later is the new face she's wearing, which is beautiful, is the face of a dead person. And then I started having doubts about this episode towards the end because and I'll get into this. Like, so basically at the end of the episode, they want this girl to take her old face back. And the actor guy, he's like, Oh, I liked you before you got your face and all this stuff. And I'm like, I don't buy this. I don't buy what you're saying mm. because he saw that girl knock her down and he didn't do anything about it. He just like was like, oh, well. and he went off with those like stupid young girls. And I'm just like, I don't buy what you're saying, dude. And then like everyone else is like, yeah, take your old face back. It's cool. And I'm like, they they don't know what she's been through. Like, how can they say this? Like, especially Mana Chan, like Mana Chan's a cute young girl. Like they don't they don't know like how she feels and how she's bullied and everything. So I was starting to feel kind of like grumpy about this episode but then the way it ended you see her walking down the street and you just see her from the back and then she turns around and she's beautiful again and the episode just ends and i was like oh i like that swerved and it's like it's kind of left up to you the audience it's like did she go back to the yokai and get this beautiful face or did she just get plastic surgery so i was just kind of wondering like what were your thoughts on this episode like did you did you feel like everyone was being insincere and wanting her to like take her old quote unquote ugly face back? Or, I, or I don't know. I, I feel like even before she like devoured the little, you know, chicken breast of the soul or whatever it is to facilitate <laughs> that. Like, uh-huh. like uh, I, I was that dude like sitting there, you know, it was like, it was like when I was watching, you know, uh, Jessica Jones and I'm like, you know, with uh, what's his face. I was like, don't do it, bro. Don't get with uh don't get with Patsy Walker. This is going to be a mistake, bro. Like, don't, don't, don't take the, you know, don't take the Exceller. Like, don't, don't, don't get into this. It's going to be bad for you, bro. And I, I felt like the same thing for, for this girl. Like, where I was like, I, I know, I know you want it. Like, I know you want it really bad. I understand. I empathize. I sympathize. But like, something about this is not going to be, you know what I mean? Like, there's going to be a price to pay. You know what I mean? And so that's, mm-hmm. that was always my, my feeling about it even before it got that far into it, you know? And so that's why I was like, I, I just felt like everybody, I, I, I don't know if it was that I, I never looked at it as, the the cast was trying to understand where she came from or that they needed to it was more like i look i don't need to know your social background to tell you smoking's wrong right like like <laughs> like that smoking will eventually kill you right like i'm i'm just as a concerned party right i might not know all the details of your background but i'm just going to say dude you keep doing that you're going to get fucking lung cancer and you're going to fucking die Like, and that's, you know, that's it. Like, that's, it's, it's not a good idea. I'm just telling you, this is not a good idea. Take your old fucking face back. That's, I I know that's kind of simplistic. Like, I didn't put as much thought into it. You know, like, I I didn't, I mean, I understand and appreciate what you're saying. Like, that's a little cliche because the the, the good-looking actor comes back and says, oh, golly gee, like, you know, I always liked you with your old face. Like, take it back. I mean, 
you know what? Maybe he is bullshitting her. Maybe he's just like me and knows smoking. He knows the other face is wrong, <laughs> but he's just saying whatever he needs to say. So she takes the face back. Because what would you rather have? You know, somebody who's alive and happy with a you know uh, you know quote unquote homely face, or somebody with a pretty face who has like the purple demon energy bullshit, and she becomes an agent of. Uh, you know, V for Vendetta or whatever the fuck his name is, right? <laughs> like, like, like that's that, to me that was the consequence, right? Like that, 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 mm. that, that there'd be a cost, and who knows how far that cost spreads? I mean, if she's as into that guy as as you think, you know, who, who knows? It doesn't become a perfect blue thing. It doesn't become like this this weird obsession where you know these kind of dark, mystical, spiritual yokai energies impact the people around her as well. You know what I mean? Like, so that, I, I don't know that that's just how I viewed that. It wasn't so much that they weren't, you know, sympathetic or anything, but I, 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 you know, I just, I was like, I, I don't have to empathize with you to tell you that this particular life choice is, is, is more than likely a bad thing. You know, it's like, it's like, you know what, you know, doing the crack cocaine, like, that's not going to work out for you, right? Like, like <laughs> it doesn't really matter to me, like, what your circumstances are. Like, I mean, I, and I know that's kind of callous or whatever, right? But it's like, it's like you know, you, you can become invested and find those things out, right? You can say, look, you know, I sympathize, I get it, like, that girl pushed you down, like, you know, other people don't don't treat you right, and all this other stuff, like, okay, that's fine, I can understand that, but that wouldn't change my position, my position would be, dude, I don't think you should eat that thing and do the, the spirit plasty, or whatever they called it, right, because cause I don't, there's something about that, you know, it's like selling your soul to the devil, it's like something about that, that's gonna, that, that's not gonna be quite right, you know, like, like there's gonna be this black stain on your soul, because you did that. And it's like, do you want to live with that? You know, it's like, I, I, I'd rather have you just be you and not have the black stain on your soul. You know, like, then that's, I don't know, that that was kind of how I came down to it. The other episode I want to talk about is episode 20, Memories of the Yoka. This one's kind of hard to describe. It's basically about Mana's great aunt is hospitalized and Mana and her mom go to the great aunt's house to take care of oh the check on the flowers that's right and they see all these like beautiful red flowers and mana's mom was like oh yeah these things like i remember them and she she mentions like she looked for them in like an encyclopedia and she never could find them well anyway like kitro detects yokai activity and then they end up like going way off in the pacific to some island and they find there are uh japanese there and they're cutting down trees and then at the end, you find these guys have disturbed the gravesite of Japanese soldiers who were killed in World War II. And basically, Mana's great aunt was engaged to this guy and was going to get married, but he never came home. Well, he died on that island, and he like had a he had a letter in in his hand when he died, and he was never able to send it. And then the flowers are like basically his way of kind of you know, keeping uh, contact with her. But um, I thought this was a really good episode. And you specifically, like, I know you sometimes have thoughts and feelings on stuff like this. Like when we were talking about, uh, you know, Peter Capaldi, like I know you had things to say about his treatment of soldiers. So since this is kind of related, I thought I might you know pick your brain about 
some of those feelings and about this episode specifically? Yeah, I mean, I mean, th- this is something I think that th- again, just like the cat episode that I was talking about. I mean, there, the the moment that got me in the feels is because you you know you ultimately f- they they do the setup that the great aunt you know had a uh, sweetheart. I think is how how the mother refers to him as that that she never connected with that there was some reason why they never connected and and what you find out is the the bodies that are being because they're they're i guess they're basically harvesting all these trees on this this island and everything and then the company you know the corporation is not concerned with burial grounds the remains of, of these soldiers and so they just toss them all into this place and and you see this kind of interesting thing where you know there, there's all these desecrated bodies and and the one of them that's clinging on to this letter you know somehow used its you know spirit energy is how they explain it to keep the letter from disintegrating but it was this this thing that never got resolved and you know monachan sees the letter and then because she saw all the letters the previous letters that were exchanged between her great aunt and and the sweetheart you know she recognized the handwriting and his name and then you know the, the they 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 when she brings the letter back to her you know she reads it and and it's all about you know he he kind of promises her he'll one day come back to her and you know the great aunt takes the letter as he kept this promise like he did come back to me and then they have this moment of the the great aunt you know and it's kind of like this dissolve where you can see him almost you know standing at attention you know uh, far enough away from her but you know that they have this moment and and that's what kind of got me you know it's like one of those things where it's like those those moments of, you know, th- this was something that was, you know, could could never be because of those circumstances. And then I, I kind of think it's important in a way like where, you know, Mana is this, you know, new age child of uh, a different yeah. generation. And, and, and the fact that, like, because it affected her great aunt and then had an impact on her, I mean, I, I, I think in some ways, you know, my reactions to certain things is because of, you know, the, the generations that I hailed from, you know what I mean? Like all the, the relatives I had that served and everything. So, so that's why I have like strong opinions and feelings about it and everything. And, and so I guess, you know, I mean, it is probably easy to say, but you know, for a lot of people, it doesn't mean shit until it affects them. Right. Like, and, and, and that's, that's kind of like uh, the life lesson here where Mana is like, she, she's almost sort of oblivious to it. Like she says, she says, yeah. she says incredibly like stupid things for a lead character mm-hmm. that's supposed to be somebody like what's interesting about that is, and, and, and I, you know, I, I'm not saying that's atypical of Mana because honestly, like Mana is probably, I don't know, one of the most bravest, like, you know, I I, want to say, like, noble, but that's not really what I mean. Like, she's a very, I don't, you know, uh, she's sincere, she's giving, she, she, Mm -hmm. you know, she genuinely wants to help, and and there's a a sense of... uh, I don't know. Is austerity the right? I don't know. I, I I don't know what I'm thinking of. But just just that, that that there's there's an aspect of her that that is is something that I can respect and also you know appreciate right like somebody that goes above and beyond 
And, and that's true of most of the episodes. But this is like a specific instance where, and I, I don't know, maybe, you know, I, I kind of want to say it's through no fault of her own, but I, I kind of don't, you know, but it's like, it's like one of those things like she's oblivious because of how she was raised and when she grew mm-hmm. up and, you know, like, like to, to her, World War II is just this, historical thing that happened you know like like may as well be like a lord of the rings book that you've never read that somebody told Mm. you about like to her it's like oh there were these two guys and they were at helm's deep and then there were these two armies and they fought and there were ogres and there was fucking you know trolls and this and that and 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 Mm. and and she's like yeah okay great like i i I think i learned about this in history class like like i just thought you know america invaded japan and that was it i didn't realize we went out and conquered and raped and killed and butchered a bunch of people too and that kind of leads you to believe like well gee maybe their school system you know, like covers up all this bullshit too, even though they're, you know, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, a lot of this yeah. is like super sensitive, right? Like, I mean, I mean, well, it's like, it's funny cause you get the feels for this guy, but for all, you know, this guy was out there raping and pillaging on that Island and doing a bunch of nasty shit. So maybe he fucking deserves to be, have his remains desecrated. I don't know. You know, like we don't, we don't really know the details of it, but I'm going to assume that he was a stand up guy cause he was with Mana's aunt and that, that this is a legitimate, uh, reunion between the two, you know, and that, that he was a stand-up guy that was kind of, you know, an all-quiet-on-the-Western-front scenario where, we, you know, you, you as, uh, you know, or me being as part of the American culture, like, we may not necessarily see eye-to-eye on everything that happened from the Japanese perspective, but we can at least appreciate, like, this guy was a stand-up guy, and 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 he was put into a circumstance that was beyond his control and it's sad that he was not able to you know live out his life with the 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 woman he loved and and leave it at that like i can kind of leave it at that and say like look i had the feels for it i mean you start digging a little deeper like that that could become unraveled very very quickly but but that's kind of i i tried to let it stop there but the the aspect of mana you know the the way she is almost she's almost educated uh inferiorly on purpose and and how that reflects in this scenario i think is is interesting you know like like that's yeah. that's yeah I, my take i guess i i thought that was another interesting aspect of this episode like her innocence and naivete at this lack of knowledge about this huge event especially you know in japan and then just the fact that like this is made by japanese and they're kind of reflecting on their own history yeah, like i've yeah. read i mean you know me like i i love history i've read a couple of books written by veterans uh from over to like japanese veterans and they're i always thought that was very interesting and then the one i remember is like there was one book i read it was about, I think, a Japanese submarine commander, and it was very dry and matter-of-fact in places. But like, what I thought was very interesting was when he allows himself to be reflective about the war, and like he's fully self-aware of everything he's done, but he kind of has to like put it way, way back in the back of his mind and not think about it and just focus on his duty. Like I've always been, you know, interested in 
the, I guess, the perspective of the other side. And then something else that's interesting about this episode, and actually the last episode I was talking to you about the spirit plastic, yeah. like there are no yokai battles in those episodes. Yeah. Like yeah. they're all just, you know, talking and they're dramatic and everything. Well, that that's, um, that's why I feel like those are, you know, more along the lines of the, the ghost train. Like, I mean, those are literally, mm, yeah. those are literally ghost stories. I mean, I mean, watching that episode with the soldiers on the island, like that almost reminds me of a, a story my dad would tell me a bunch, you know, like where, you know, mm. well, anyway, I'm not going to get into it. Not my story to tell, but, but the, the, the right. point is that, that, you know, it's like, it, it reminded me of things like that. So like, that's kind of, I don't know, like, like, like th- that is not the, you know, DBZ tournament fighter style, you know, let's charge up our spirit energy and, and, you know, blow up a big monster type thing. This is more like, almost like, you know, what I started to wonder is, you know, like, cause, cause I'm thinking of more of our, I guess, folklore or whatever, you know, to me, I'm like, oh, what, are they going to salmon Dean it and put a bunch of salt around the mountain and, and burn the remains so that there's there, the spirit can be released or, you know what I mean? Like, 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 is there, is there something else other than just having, having the sweetheart aunt read the letter that, that is necessary in an instance like this, you know, like, like, I, you know, I don't know, but it's like, you know, that's, you know, the line that kind of stood out to me and it was from Ratman himself. It was like, they see all those like bodies laying in that tree, like the inside of the tree. And uh Ratman looks at like the the guy from the company, the logging company, and he was like, You treated the remains of your countrymen like this? And like mm. like this is this is Quark. This is the yeah. con man. Yeah. Like he's yeah. so disgusted by this guy. Yeah. I was just like, Whoa, like people want to talk smack about Ratman for being all like, you know, greedy and conniving, but like even he's like He's like disgusted by that. I was like, "Wow, that's that's really great." You you, you know you're doing something scummy when BBB <laughs> no rat man is telling you you done fucked up, right? Like that. Yeah. So I take it you uh, you enjoyed me taking you by the hand and making you watch this. Oh yeah, yeah. This is this is awesome. I mean, th- this has a lot of history too with it. Like that's kind of fun. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I know sometimes you know when there are these like you know one piece like six million fucking episode anime. It's like <laughs> I want to run for the fucking hills. But like this this is kind of cool just because like I, I feel like this has a lot of weight to it. You know, it reminds me of things like Ultraman and Godzilla and you know like Astro Boy or you know you know, just stuff that, you know, it, it, it Lupin, you know, it's like, it's like there, th- this is endured for a fucking reason. You know what I mean? Like, like mm-hmm. th- this, this feels like, you know, something that's w- worthwhile to invest one's time in. And also it, it's kind of fun. But again, I guess for me, I just say like, I don't think I want to binge it. You know what I mean? It's like one of those things where it's like, mm-hmm. I feel like, yeah, you know, you watch an episode and then, and then take it in, you know, and then that's that, you know, like, but I mean, I don't know. Maybe, maybe what you were talking about—that that at some point they get into these long arcs. Like, like I think, I think when it delves into the V for Vendetta guy and what his whole thing is, and, and like because he he marked Mana and all that. Like to mm-hmm. me, those seem like more uh, mythology episodes. You know what I mean? So if it, if it gets into that, I can see myself going, "Oh, I want to find out what happens next with this whole mythology thing." But it seems like sometimes those aspects get interspersed in between these little one-off episodes, and then they go back and do another couple one. You know what I mean? Like they go back into the one-off thing and then touch on it later. So if it's like that, then 
you know, I, I, I could see myself still just kind of going, all right, I can, I can watch this like one at a time and, and, you know, not, not spend too much time, you know, like, I guess I, I feel like when I was watching three or four or five episodes at once, like today, I feel like some of them I probably lost. You know, like, and I don't know if that was, I, I don't know if I'm a fair judge of I lost it because the episode just wasn't as good as some of the other episodes or or if I was just, you know, such in a zone where it's like, okay, yeah, some of these stood out to me, but other ones just became background noise. And I'm kind of like, I'd rather not have these be background noise because I think ultimately they're all better than that, if that makes any sense. I guess originally what I was going to ask you about, because now I'm, I'm remembering it because I'm having a hard time figuring out who these characters are, is, and this was something I was saying earlier I wasn't very observant of, but it's like the Crunchyroll sub, you know, names these characters, you know, Daddy Eyeball, mm-hmm. Cat Chick, you know, uh, uh, what is it, Old Man Crybaby. Yeah. You know, Old Man Crybaby, who, you know, I think is the spirit animal of uh, our absent Tony Jackson. <laughs> um, you know, um, the, um, who's, who's the guy who, who's the guy who kept saying everybody reminded him of his first love. What was that guy's name? Do you remember that guy? They were all getting embarrassed. Cause it's like, they were like, why were you protecting Monacham this whole time in the Gigi no forest? And he's like, Oh, and then they're all embarrassed. Cause he's like, you know, 50 billion years old. And it's this little, you know, 12-year-old girl or whatever, and he's like, oh, he, she reminds me of my first love. And then, like, two minutes later, I think uh, Kat Chan's nice to him, and then and then he's like, you also remind me of my first love, you know, and then all of a sudden they start hitting him because he's just a fucking I, perv or whatever, but, like, he, he was funny. He cracked me up. Yeah. I remember that saying, but I can't remember the yoke. Yeah, 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 but that, that kind of stuff cracked me up. I mean, I, mean, I, I liked all that stuff. Um, I guess some stuff we haven't talked about that I think is amusing too. And of course they don't have these names that that's kind of what I was getting at. They don't legit have these names in Japanese because their names are these outlandish long Japanese names, but like Wally wall, like he's not called <laughs> Wally wall, but in the, in the, in the, in in the way they translate it in the sub, it's like Wally wall, like, you know, like come, you know, put some shade on us on the beach or whatever. And then the, what, what, what's the other guy? Like, I don't even remember his name, but fucking Towelie or whatever. Like all these guys, oh, they call him a Rolo cloth. Yeah. But like, I don't like that either. Like the cat chick and Rolo cloth. Like I don't like, um, his name is it moment. Mm-hmm. I think. Um, yeah, I, I don't like that. Um, the sandwich, like I usually say her name translated as sand granny. So mm. sandwich, I'm like, that's kind of inaccurate okay. too. Okay. Sand granny. Yeah. I don't, maybe that's just me. But no, 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 no. But I mean, that, 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 that's kind of what I was getting at. Like, cause I was like, I was like, yeah. they just kind of arbitrarily decided these names. Like I, I kind of just, just because I think, cause I was first introduced to it through Vanover. Like, I think I kind of like daddy eyeball as a name. Like, I think that's kind of <laughs> cool. Like, you know, I know, I know they probably call them different things and different, subs or whatever but like i kind of like that but some some of the other things i did kind of question and look and kind of go well they're not that's not really their name but you know i I was just kind of like i guess they just decided like this is easier than typing out the the full japanese name or whatever well i'm glad you enjoyed this and if our listeners are curious like i would say you know don't worry about delving into any of the previous series you can go into this you know cold episode one and just kick back and oh, watch oh, it. Yeah, like I, yeah. I can attest to you know, that. We, yeah. Derek is uh, doing his usual Batman prep time. You know, he likes to go back and 
explore the history of you know anything we tackle so don't don't feel like you have to do that you can just go in cold and watch it and enjoy it but uh but yeah i think it's a great series i think it's a you know, as someone who's watched some of the previous series before this premiered, I think it's a really good uh, updating of the characters and some of the stories. Yeah, I, I think I think overall it was a lot of fun. You know, like and 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 some of the episodes we keyed in on, I think were were definitely highlights and stuff. But I I enjoyed this immensely. I mean, I, I think it was a lot of fun. So yeah, no no regrets. And uh, you know, uh, this was this was super awesome. I think if anybody's curious about it, I I fully endorse and and recommend. Well, I guess that wraps up this episode of Fan Holes, Big in Japan. And Derek, if you would be so kind as to tell our listeners where they can find us on the interwebs. Yeah, if, if you've liked listening to this episode of Big in Japan, uh, this will conclude our Fan Holes Fright Fest coverage. So happy Halloween, everybody. And you can check out the backlog of our episodes on fanholespodcast.blogspot.com. We have all kinds of spinoff shows. We've got... Mobile Suit Mondays, Toku Thursdays, Transformers Tuesdays, Sentai Saturdays. We've got comics, motherfucker. Do you read them where we talk about comics? We've got the Fan Holes podcast proper. We've got Justice Not Entirely Dissimilar to Lightning, a Thunderbolts podcast. So we've got all those different shows. So check those out if you enjoyed Big in Japan. And we can be streamed on all kinds of social media. We're on Apple Podcasts. We're streamable on stitcher radio google play spotify and we can be found on all kinds of social media tumblr twitter instagram facebook we appreciate all the likes and feedbacks retweets shares and hearts and until the next time this is going to be derek derek wc signing off and this is justin signing off And unfortunately, you can't send us a letter through the yokai post. Yeah, I know. They should drop us a letter in the little box that says fan holes <laughs> or whatever. Man, that song, that's that's going to be stuck in my head forever. Yeah. yeah. I like that. The uh, I like the second end theme. I think that's really kind of catchy and mm, poppy. Yeah. yeah, I was like, I was like, I must be doing good. I got to the second end theme. Like, I was proud of myself. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I, I'm doing yeah. good. I'm, I'm doing better than I normally do with these things. Have you ever seen Great Yokai War? I haven't. No, you should. I was. I was. You should, I was looking it up when you mentioned yeah, it. Yeah, like what you, is that? You should watch that. That's a good fucking movie. It's got um, I it's got what's her face from uh, remember uh the the chick from Kill Bill that uh, fights uh the bride the the little you know Japanese schoolgirl yeah go go like she's she's okay. she's like one of the like main yokai 
baddies or what I don't know. Like I, it's been a while since I've seen it, but I mean, she's she's heavily featured in it too. So if if you think she's uh, she's cute, I mean, she's I do. She's she's, she's uh, you know that that should be reason enough probably. But but it's like I said, it was it was like one of those things where it's like I remember going. I'm like I'm going to watch uh, Godzilla, and then it's like oh this Ultraman the next thing kicked ass, and I was like I'm going to watch Gamera, and then I was like ah eh, that Gamera thing was so so, but you know what was cool was Great Yokai War. You know like that was fucking fantastic. 